Hi, this is Jessica Heron, mom of two, serial entrepreneur, the founder and CEO of Stella and Dot Social Retail. And this is my podcast, Self Made. Welcome to season two. This podcast is filled with take action tips and inspiration to help you create the life that you want, integrating success in work, life, and your personal well being. Our core belief at Self Made is that you are in charge of you. Only you can define your success and only you can create it. Success is not one size fits all and it's not for just the predetermined few. It's for you. This podcast is a companion way to learn to self-made university, an online and open place to discover free courses to help you level up in life and in business. Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of the self-made podcast. We're going to be talking about ways in which you can stay sane while you work from home, earn from home, survive a business on pause and a world that is closed as we all go do the right thing in quarantine for stopping the spread of the coronavirus and start to adjust for a new normal over the next four plus weeks. So I'm going to give you five categories of tips and then some challenges on how to address your personal well-being as you also care for your family and your source of income, your business during this time. Let's dive in. Okay, first of all, let's just deep breathe. Like, oh my gosh, can you even believe this is happening? It is, it is mind-blowing, right? You've never lived through something like this before, probably. And it's if you're like me, you went from thinking about this first as a, you know, a, a world issue. I thought about it deeply as a supply chain issue. Then it became a you know, national health issue, family issue, business issue. And now as I live through this mental health issue, as you think about isolation and your children being home and financial stress and all these other things. So if you're like me or anyone else, I think in, the, in the North America right now, many countries in the rest of the world, you're just gulping down information, watching the news, processing, what does social distancing mean? Which, what, how long does it live on surfaces? Should I go stock up at the grocery store? Are we overreacting? Are we underreacting? And you're thinking about all these things. I, probably like you, started to think about what does it mean if we shelter in place? What do I, what do I need to do? So I had to just take a step back this weekend and I came up with five areas of things that I needed to do to stay sane during this really challenging time. And I hope that by sharing them with you, there will be a little bit of ray of light, a little bit of nugget of wisdom to just wrap my arm, my virtual arms around you and help you feel a bit stronger during this unprecedented time of, of challenge in the world. And I know, like I acknowledge the meme that says, hey, your grandparents were called to war and you were called to sit on the couch and we all need levity and laughter right now. And it is, you're not evil, you're not wrong if you laugh at horribly inappropriate things like the senior class that went and drank Corona at the beach. You know, you could shake your head and say, oh my gosh, how insensitive. You could also say, okay, how human. This is how we deal with, with uh, anxiety and, and what we do during these times. So I get that uh, when you are recognizing that there are people in worse situations, that doesn't mean that you 
don't have stress in your life because you got to get up tomorrow and figure out what you're going to do differently that day versus what you did a month ago or the next day. So I'm not going to belittle the real challenges of the people who are making trade-offs in a hospital in Italy about who gets intubated and who who gets to live. And those are, of course, worse problems, but don't make, feel guilty if you're feeling like you're in a wallowing a little bit because you've got some woes, because we're all impacted and you've got to deal internally with your own challenges and struggles. So here they are. First, number one, cope with your logistics. Two, keep perspective. Three, let the rays of light shine. Four, help other people. Five, develop a really solid plan around your personal well-being. So number one, before you even deal with everything else, right, and, and come up with some perspective, coping with your logistics is a real thing, especially if you are a parent and your schools have been closed, your office has been closed, you're suddenly you really need to go deal with who is going to be where, when, and how do I do that? So for me, my both of my children are out of school for probably the next four weeks, I'm guessing longer. And the logistics are, are they where they need to be to get on their virtual learning? And do we have enough food in the house? And how do we deal with that? So just getting a piece of paper out and writing out a schedule, when I feel like things are out of control, just trying to take off a tiny bite and, and just chew on that will help you start to feel nourished in your crazy world. So to me, the logistical one is the urgent one that you need to just figure out. And you've probably, at this point, right, more and more schools are closing. We are now seeing a shelter-in-place rule, offices closing. So the logistic things, just get that underway so that you feel calm, okay, and, and, and whatever that is. I would encourage you not to panic within that, right? We're going to leave food supplies open and things like that. So you really don't need to worry about, am I going to starve during this time? But just cope with the basic logistics for you and your family. Two, keep perspective, right? Which is, even if you go to your worst case scenario, and I find comfort in knowing I can survive my worst case scenario, I'm not a, I'm a, a pragmatist, Um, and an optimist at the same time, which I consider being a realist. (laughs) Because if you believe that you will weather it and that there's a bright side and a way to get through it, there is. You have to make, you have to believe in it, you have to manifest it, you've got to look at it. Uh, And you've got to then be realistic about what it's going to take to get there. But I know that we will weather this storm. It may take uh, fortification. It may take um, reducing some costs or figuring out ways to uh, get through, whether you you have a restaurant that has to go to delivery only, or if you're in a business that you know is going to have to now be greatly impacted with less traffic during this time. Just find the perspective on what do you really need to do to survive and don't let yourself panic. Be that person, right? In crisis, you're either going to find a solution you're going to, or you're going to find panic, which is not the solution. So keep calm, keep perspective, and really think about how, what you need to do to weather the storm. Now, I'm not going to tell you to not have woe. You need to have woe <laughs> because it's hard. It's stressful, but can you wallow for a little bit and then start weaning yourself off the woe? Boy, that's a lot of W's, but I had to do this. Like I, I spent some time just looking at the news, 
reading every you know blog on Medium, re- really processing the global economic data, the contagion data, all of these things, and you know really digesting the the magnitude and the impact. And then I had to say, okay, I'm going to let myself just kind of sit here and, and stare at the news, even though that's going to do me no more good. But should I set a timer <laughs> beating? All right, tonight I'm going to just watch news and I'm not going to get a lot of sleep. And I know that's not a sustainable pa- pattern, but my God, I'm human. I have to just process this. So tonight I'm just going to do it. But then if the next night I'm doing the same thing, that is not healthy. It's, it's just not going to work. So by like day three of processing, I'm like, I have to wean myself off. Whoa. I have to say, I'm going to give myself, you know, an hour a day. Then I'm going to give myself 30 minutes a day of, of whoa. That could look like a nap. That could look like eating boom chicka pop. That could look like watching really horrible news. But at some point, it's got to go down to a manageable level that I can deal with. It's probably about half an hour a day, but it can't be hours. So give yourself some grace and humanity, but can you wean yourself off of woe to a manageable way, right? And then can you then give some time back to number three, which is soak up some rays of light? Uh, my rays of light have got to be where I get, uh, I have to ground myself in the things that are coming. So in, in our business, we know we'll be disrupted in some ways, uh, in, in many different factors, whether it's our employees that we have to worry about, uh, just making sure that they're able to to care for themselves, even if they can't come in, it, we're going to be disrupted. But I can still look out and say, but hold on. There were these positive trends to focus on. I'm really encouraged by the product line that we have coming in the summer. I know that we've got incredible digital tools and those are there. So what can we do now? So instead of only letting yourself fight the fires, make sure that the heat you're feeling is not just the fire, it's the rays of light, it's the sun, and you focus on the positive perspective. And so we're doing a, a virtual rally for our company. You know, it's the virtual water cooler because we now are working from home. There's a lot of people that rely on social connection. We are a close-knit company of, of people who've worked together for uh, time periods where they rely on their coworkers for social connection. And we all know that if you're lonely, you get anxiety. Right now, we want to be together. We cannot be together right now. So we've put together a Zoom where we're going to share rays of light with each other. And that to us looks like holding up our, our babies. I don't have a baby. I have a hairless dog at the moment who's really more comical relief rather than cute relief. But there's a lot of other people, thank goodness, that have really cute babies. And here's the sad part. For, for the moms of the toddler at home who's like kind of whacking her on her face, everyone else just thinks it's the most endearing, sweetest thing in the world. The mom is going to be exasperated by the end of the day, but she can get a little comic relief knowing that she's bringing joy to other people. She can laugh at somebody else's dog on the couch. So that's our ray of light. It may be just our connection and the fact that we have a community, that we are connected, that we are looking at this beautiful creative coming out of a line, or that we did just have a win on the supply chain, or this tech tool did really and so we just need to celebrate that you know, as a, as a company, as a business. So what can you do to share some of, you know, after you've coped with your logistics, how can you share some perspective, you know, get perspective on, on where you are and then share some rays of light with your coworkers, with the other people that are, you know, counting on you, looking at you, partnering with you to get through these times together. Number four, this is a bucket I think is really important. Help other people. You just can't fix yourself by worrying about yourself. That just has really limited usefulness. Um, so 
it's amazing how much joy you can bring back to your day. I actually think helping other people could be one of the most selfish thing you do. Um, we are putting in place at work a charity boutique where we're going to donate a portion of our proceeds to No Kids Hungry. And that is an organization that helps uh, children who rely on meals coming to them at schools that are now closed down to make sure that no kids are hungry. Now they do support an array of things, even though many school districts are stepping up to do delivery of meals or have drive-by pickup windows. Those organizations are not set up to do that. They're taxed for resources. They need help and education on how to get this done. So we want to be a part of that solution. It helps us act and do something and not just stand there in horror because you can think about your own problems. But I can tell you, perspective always shows you that somebody else's, it, it can be worse. And you can't just think about that. You then go do something about it. Do what you can. You'll always feel like it's inadequate, like it's not enough. I mean, how, how can you say that I'm doing everything I can because there are people you know, in, in more distress? But the reality is something is better than nothing. So find a way to help other people. We picked as a, a company working with kids that are, um, again, need, need food sources in Canada, we picked comforting people and helping and assisting people that are trying to repatriate by reentering Canada um, from other countries. And as a family, we picked something that we could do, which was offer support to students um, that are suddenly being told they got to go home from their dorms, and yet they're still in school virtually, and recognizing that not all students have a home to go to and a really produ- productive place to finish their finals virtually, which is hard enough as it is. And, and so we were able to connect with our, our university and find a couple of students. And that felt really good, you know, so I could take a little break and go buy their favorite cereal, which was still left on the shelf, FYI, rather than just uh, worrying. And that gave me, you know, my greatest source of joy today. And, and so find a way to act, something small, like buying someone Fruity Pebbles right now, it can do a lot for your soul. And those small acts, they multiply. And they don't just multiply in, in the present because your neighbor is touched by what you do and they do it too. It multiplies into the future when you show the world what goodwill looks like. I mean, I am so, um, I have such an uh, affinity and personal emotional connection with students that are going through, um, you know, serious financial aid to put themselves through school. Uh, I know that as a person who went to community college, then transferred and paid my way through school, uh, I remember getting this income from a grant from a family, a random family, didn't know me, but they provided income for students on financial aid that were female economic students. And that has always impressed upon me. What a big, it probably was not a big deal for this family because they had enough money to give back. It was, I, I remember at the time it was something like $5,000, but it was massive for me. It was life-saving for me. And so wherever I know that what we're doing now is not only bridging, but it's helping to put somebody else now has got this experience where they in the future know that there's this, this bridge that we provide to help other people in, in the present, in the future. And, and that's the way the world needs to work. You need to look around at people who need help and be the, the source that helps them. Uh, and so moving on then, after you find you're your some way, maybe it's an elderly person in your neighborhood. You've seen these heartwarming and touching signs of, you must be worried. Can I go sit outside of your window and just wave at you and chat at you? So you have human connection. I saw someone visiting their dad, you know, at a, at a, um, at a, a care facility and they could sit out the window because they couldn't view, you know, visit each other. I, I now am 
doing WhatsApp video with my dad every single day because it makes me feel better to see him and you know all those things. Whatever your version is of helping other people, do something and that will help you and the world around you. Okay, now let's just talk about all you, personal well-being. And this is going to be kind of funny because I feel like I'm going to be giving you tips that I have not yet <laughs> well implemented for myself, but I at least did the checklist of things I'm going to try to do uh, to keep myself on a, a, a some sort of routine that works for me and keeps m- myself feeling sane. So routine. You've probably heard this tip from others. I am now working from home. And my joke used to be is like, oh, I work from home all the time, but that's just when I get home from the office and on the weekends <laughs> and not when my kids are home from school. But now what am I going to do when I get up and I don't drive into my office and I typically have this habit in the morning that if I will get up early, I have coffee, I start working, and at some point I have to stop and go exercise and shower because then I've got to commute to get into my nine o'clock meeting. But if I don't have to stop because I don't actually have to shower and I don't have to commute, I'll just sit there and keep working. And that is a really bad thing because if I don't take care of myself, I'll be a terrible leader. I'll be grumpy. I've already realized like I need to set up some rituals and stick to it where I am still pretending like there is a virtual commute. Like I walk down to my you know office and then that becomes my work time and I don't give up on all the, all the basics of what I need to do. I also need extra. It is not enough for me just to go do my regular workout. I need some sanity because I I am a person who needs social connection. I'm an extrovert. I love people. I like to see people. I like to get out of my house. I would go crazy. I think if I if I work from home all the time, I I need tips from people who do it. So we're actually sharing that internally as a community, and we're going to share it on our public Stella Not Facebook page. We're going to stream because actually internally, we have a whole bunch of people who are really good at getting work done from home that have already learned how to put themselves on these routines. So we're going to be sharing that every Wednesday, bringing in special guests who know how to get it done and sharing it with the broader world. For me, I know I need some extra sanity steps. So I have picked that my husband and I are going to do some stretching at a time when we typically do, you know, only we just kind of watch TV in bed. We're going to pick that. So that's like, we both need that. And then I'm going to do some journaling. And by the way, do not be impressed. This is not going to be anything where I feel like signing up for this is going to add more stress to my life because there's more to do rather than less. I have a notebook beside my bed. And if I draw a picture of a sun, I just want to put something positive in my mind and manifest it so that I do not go to bed reading my phone news on the spread of the coronavirus. I'm just going to pick up a piece, I'm going to turn that off. I'm going to pick up a piece of paper and I'm going to, I could be us, you know, we, maybe spring break is canceled. I can write, I want to go, you know, to Italy with my family and I want to do whatever my dream is. I just need to do something that's more intentional to put that positivity back in the end of my uh, day. The other thing I've realized is some self-care, opportunistic self-care, okay? Because we can say, all the time, I think it's dangerous for me personally to just like, I could probably consume 10,000 calories a day working from home. I just kind of get bored. I want to get up and stand and I just walk right on over to the pantry. And I'm not used to doing this, right? I'm used to being super busy, having a salad brought to me every day at my desk that I just eat. So it's actually very easy for me to maintain a healthy eating routine because I'm just so regimented. Now that that's off, I'm going to do the whole 30 because I am a person that likes structure. You might think that sounds like torture. Like, why would I want to do that right now? For me, I do better with structure and routine than without. 
So frankly, I'm going to just pick one clean eating program for 30 days because typically that's hard to do because I'm out socializing, which where I have a cocktail, or I'm traveling for work and I can't prepare my meals. Now I'm going to be preparing all my meals. So fantastic. That just gives me, I am my personality type likes challenge and structure. So I'm going to replace it in areas where it's been distance so to keep myself on track. Then I'm going to figure out what's fun and make sure I have a daily dose of fun. And for me, I have teenagers at home that are so put out by this idea of social distancing that I joke that they like, they're trying to communicate like they've been kidnapped. I saw this on Saturday Night Live, by the way, recently. It was Kylo Ren, whatever his name is. He was talking about his joke that when he smiles, he looks like someone who's been kidnapped and is trying to send a distress signal through their eyes. And I feel like that's what my kids look like when they look at me and I tell them about why this is so important and why we need to take this seriously. And they nod their head yes, like they're saying yes, but with their eyes, they're glaring at me in anger. And, And then asking me like, how long, when can I see this person? And it's enough to drive you insane. And so I'm like, okay. And then I try to suggest family fun activities. Like, let's go out in the yard and do this or that. And they immediately roll their eyes and get annoyed at me. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to be stuck at home with these people who have no interest in engaging with me in any kind of positive way whatsoever. Like, well, my husband shoot some hoops with me. And so I have turned this into fun. This is fun for me. You may think I'm ridiculous. I don't care. And I want you not to care. Whatever is fun for you, you do it. I like to cook my kids breakfast. They may not be receiving it well anymore because they kind of, when I walk, knock on their door, they, they glare at me. However, I enjoy it. I like to make it pretty. I like to put it on a tray. I, like, I just, I like it. I'm extra. I like creative expression. So I now decided that room 24 and room 21, which by the way, are their birth dates. I call them up like it's a room service. I'm just having fun. They might think it's annoying. I don't care. I think it's fun. And then I spend my time bringing them room service. And whatever is fun for you, I also lap the yard with my dog who is hilarious to watch when I do this. She tries to like basically pack animal play with me. Um, She's on a leash. She looks adorable. She's laughing. It's hilarious. We're both exercising. So whatever is fun for you, dancing, maybe you can do TikTok with your family, (laughs) just do it. It could be five minutes. It could be 15 minutes, but you've got to put some of that levity into your day. The last thing I'm going to do, which actually... I'm six minutes late to do right now. My girlfriends and I are doing our lockdown happy hour. I, again, am having a virgin martini because of my whole 30. I'm not having alcohol for 30 days. But we are going to happy hour Zoom with each other where we just see each other's faces and laugh. So our quarantine party is happening on a Google Hangout. And uh, we just need to see each other for a little bit of levity so we can laugh, show each other memes, do funny things, and stay connected during this time. So my challenge for you in thinking about how are you going to stay sane and thrive during this time is step one in your self-made challenge, it's okay to wallow, but can you wean your wallow? I don't know why that sounds dirty. And if you're laughing because it sounds like I just said weenie, that's you, not me. I did not. I said wean your wallow. So you think about, can I, yes, be a little bit put out by this, but can I give it a timer? That's one thing to do, Right. Can I find a way to help other people? What small thing can you do to help? And then what one thing are you going to do on your personal well-being? I hope there were some sparks of ideas. If not, engage with your family. Find it. Because after all, you are self-made. And what I want to remind you all is that you are so much more resilient than you think. You have been through things harder than this. You will face things harder than this in the future. 
and you will survive them all and we will survive them together. So I'm so grateful that you're in my community right now, my virtual world. Uh, if this matters to you, if it means something to you, do how, hashtag self-made podcast, tag me at Jessica Heron on Instagram. It really makes me happy when I see that I'm doing some kind of good because somebody listened to this and got something out of it. So thank you for writing a review or sharing it. Um, we're all in this together. And so be safe and be well. You are self-made. Thanks for listening to this episode, my friends. If you took anything away from this episode, will you do me a huge favor? Please take a minute right now to subscribe to the Self Made Podcast. Drop a review online. You know the drill. Wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google. Also, share it with a friend. Forward it. Spread the word that this is an amazing resource to help others grow too. And if you share it online, use the hashtag selfmadepodcast. Oh, and tag me too, at Jessica Heron, so I can say hello and thank you. If you are a visual learner, remember that this is a companion to Self Made University, easily found online at selfmadeuniversity.com. So go ahead and check it out. Discover courses that will help you level up in life and business, letting you do you better than you ever have before.